Hello listeners, Andy Heiss here with a quick message from one of our sponsors. Are you a student looking to sell your art? Look no further than artbystudents.com. Their platform is specifically designed to help students showcase and sell their work to a wider audience. With artbystudents.com, you can easily create a profile, upload your art, and start selling in no time. Plus, their simple and secure payment system makes it easy for buyers to purchase your work. So check out artbystudents.com today to get started. That's artbystudents.com. Welcome to the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast, making art work. We highlight how entrepreneurs align their artistry, passion, and vision to create and pursue opportunities to capture value in the arts. The views expressed by guests on the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views of the podcast or its hosts. The appearance of a guest on the podcast, the venture they represent, or reference to any product or service does not imply an endorsement or recommendation by the podcast or its hosts. The content provided is for entertainment and informational purposes only and does not constitute business advice. Here are your hosts, Andy Heiss and Nick Petrella. Welcome podcast listeners. My name is Andy Heiss. And I'm Nick Petrella. Joining us today is Mary Kay Thomas, founder of Rhythmic Art Studio. She's a self-employed artist, art teacher, and art therapist. For decades, Mary Kay has introduced and inspired children through the arts, and she has long been a proponent of helping her community. Most recently, she has been spearheading the revitalization of East Cleveland by using that community as a canvas for public art. In addition to her art initiatives, she's a community engagement advisor for Zygote Press, one of the largest fine print shops in the Midwest. Thanks for being with us, Mary Kay. And thank you for having me, gentlemen. You know, just visiting your, your site, there's a, currently a jazz theme, right, in your art. At least that's what it looked like to me. Is that common for your art? And, and if not, where do you find inspiration for your work? Well, um, in music with my family, um, or either you are a visual artist. And my grandmother was a visual artist like myself. Um, and sold and made life-size dolls in so many ways. Um, my great-grandmother, my mother, my sister were all musicians. They played one or two instruments, the piano. And I, I also had to study the piano, too, when I was growing up a little bit. But that was... I'm particularly thrilled at that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was not my game. So you have to go where your strengths are. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> like fair I, enough. Yeah, um, but I did do it. Um, but my also my great uncle, who um, played with a lot of different uh, from in the fifties, he played the bow fiddle, mm. and I. I remember that bow fiddle standing at my great grandmother's house when I was a kid in the closet when he wasn't on the road. Mm -hmm. um, and then when he stopped playing and uh, uh, so one of my paintings is a recreation of a photo. Um, I can never can remember the artist's name that he was playing with, but he played with a whole lot of different artists. 
um, during that time. So, like I said, music. Uh, my, I've got a painting of my mother playing the piano at 14. I did that. Um, so music, um, the arts, period, has always been a part of my family background. Yeah. And then, um, what can I say? I'm somebody playing the saxophone in front of me, uh, but then uh, the, the painting behind me um, is a historical one because... It talks about the Jazz Temple, which was a a, um, a musical jazz coffee house back in the '60s here in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was located where the Mocha, uh, the Modern Museum of Contemporary Art, stands right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's where that uh, jazz club was, and it was bombed. Oh wow! Yeah. And blown up uh, in the early 60s yeah. uh, to commemorate that that club I created that painting Mary Kay as a self-employed artist um, what what do you find to be your biggest challenge I'm gonna say funding sometimes uh, can be a challenge. But before um, funding, funding yeah. is one of my, yeah, I would say. Sure. Even now, if I want to do something, um, I've got to be able to get the, the funds to do it. And sometimes I pay out of my pocket. I just, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is what it is. I, I, if it's something that I really want to do, um, many times I have taken the funds and taken them out of my own pocket. If it's a project you want to do, then it, yeah. Yeah, if it's important enough, um, like me supplying digital cameras for the children at Shaw, mm-hmm. I, that was something that was a little extra for my the program that I'm running now at Shaw. Um, instead of me waiting for the school district to give me all the supplies I needed. Some of the kids were saying that they wanted to do photography. And so I, I went out and bought a couple digital cameras, the student, the whole kit. And that way they can have the, have the equipment that they need to learn so that I can teach them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So productivity can be an issue for anyone. So I'm wondering, because you have a busy life, do you create art on a set schedule or just whenever you're inspired to create art? No, I'm sitting and I'm looking at about five or six pieces right now that I'm presently working on all at the same time. And I drew them last month. I put all of mm-hmm. the on the canvas, but I wasn't able to actually physically get to them until I started painting all of them last, mm, about 10 days ago, probably um, two weeks. And um, I've got one, two, three, four, four of them, and they're just about finished. I'm going to be and and this is for exhibitions and and for me mm-hmm. to work my own personal work 
Um, also, I I paint uh, like um, on old pieces of wood for the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those my totem poles. If they've got an old piece of plywood that's just sitting around in the garden, I'll bring it in and paint on both sides, paint a, a skinny mural or mm-hmm. depending why the piece of wood is. Um, um, I just play around with it and show them that reutilizing um, things that you, you know, would be casting to the side or mm-hmm. stand in the corner and let a few spiders have it. Um, that, uh, you know, we can use that and put art on it. Sure. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, you, earlier you talked about music therapy, uh, program that you have with seniors. How did you, um, get into music therapy? It, Cause it's, it's something that maybe a lot of young artists aren't even thinking about as a, as a potential, you know, a revenue for revenue stream or type of ministry work, uh, as you described it. So how did you get into it? And is, do you do it only with seniors or do you do it with all age groups? I do it with all age groups. And that was something that I started with my, um, LLC is that I incorporated music, but the art therapy portion, the visual art portion of it. But of course, um, Having music is also this wonderful, um, it's calming. Mm-hmm. And putting the two together yeah. always um, it it's a good partnership, I'll say yeah. that. Sure. It's it's a very good partnership to have both of those together. Mm-hmm. Um and in the, the way the world is set up now, we need it. Yeah. You know, don't take it for granted. Um, yeah. In preparing for this uh, this interview, I saw that you created actually a few murals in Cleveland, and you alluded to those earlier. What's that process like well, once you have an idea, right? What's that process like from idea to completion? Oh, it varies. It does. It varies in who I'm going to be working with because I'm uh, I'm starting another one called the Doors Project, and that project um, I got old doors from demolished houses that were here in East Cleveland. I wanted those the doors to actually mean something. Mm-hmm. And be a part of the community that's ever changed, that's changing right now. So I, I was working with uh, the Cuyahoga County Land Bank and had them go in when they're demol- before they demolish the house. Let me let us go in. And I wasn't going in. I was I hired somebody for that. Right. Right. Um, because some of those those properties are kind of be kind of scary. Um to go in and take those doors out. And um, I didn't want to do the doors all by myself. It wouldn't be a community-based project if I did it all. I can't. So um, I'm partnering with the Botanical Gardens with their children. They're going to do a door. Um, Other artists, friends, 
that um, have a connection with East Cleveland or the surrounding community. Um, and then um, I said, just artist friends that I know that if they want to do a door, uh, please, I'm going to give them a door and give them six months. Hmm. I'm going to be giving out doors this weekend. People can come pick the doors up. And I used that storage container that I put my artwork on on Euclid Avenue. Mm-hmm. I used it as a space to house my doors. Uh, so it has multiple yeah. use. You're you monetizing know. as much as you can. You're yes. doing your marketing, you're doing your inventory. Yeah. Yeah. So um, partnering with other artists um, here in the community was something that I, I really wanted to do in creating an art space. Um, so those, the first place will be at Ta- Euclid Avenue and Taylor, and there's an open lot there. And I spoke with the mayor about that project and drove it and um, pestered him and showed up in places where, because he knows me very well, I will come to your door. <laughs> I know where you live. That's right. You're going to get it done. <laughs> yes. That's how you have to, you have to really be somebody who is willing to um, kick the door in sometimes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I'm notorious for that. People who know. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I kick with a tenor shoe instead of a pointy toe. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a really cool project. Um, excited to to see that when it comes starts you know starts coming to fruition. Yeah. You said about six months from now. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I don't. I want everybody to keep their doors over the winter. Right. Yeah. So take your time. Be creative. Do whatever, and paint both sides of the doors. Ah. Yeah. So not not just one side. Paint both sides. So when people actually walk through that field. Um, and it's called the doors of opportunity. Ah, nice. You know, so that people will know that they have the opportunity to open any door and go through it and change their lives. I love that. Mary Kay, we've reached the part of the interview where we ask all of our interviewees the same three questions. And so the first question, uh, for you is what advice would you give to someone wanting to become an art entrepreneur? Don't let anything stand in your way. And always remember that you have a gift inside of you. That if you utilize that gift, the best part of yourself, don't stop giving it. Give it freely and it will come back to you. Certainly no uh, better representation than that than yourself, right? Thank you. (laughs) You're living, you're, you're, what do you say? You're, you're eating, you're cooking. Yeah, I'm living the the quote. (laughs) (laughs) What can we do to ensure the arts are more accessible and reaching the widest possible audience? For those of us who have the ability to continue to share, um, share our knowledge. And it's not always about uh, making a book. Um, because that comes, that'll come. 
Sure. I mean, I don't chase I don't chase dollar bills. I chase people. <laughs> That's what I chase. I chase people. Here you go. What's the best artistic or entrepreneurial advice you've ever been given? Or shown, I'll say, but just watching my my uh, my dad, um, he always uh, he was a creative. Um, this is someone who had a third grade education. Yeah. But yet and still, he was this fantastic art artist, and he didn't even know. He wouldn't have considered himself an artist, pl- a plasterer, bricklayer. Yeah. I I know that that's what he wants. Um, and um, he used his craft. Um, my grandmother um, also, they used their craft to give. Um, but my dad, like I said, he earned a living yeah. with it. Yeah, and was able yeah. to, you know, a whole house, you know. Yeah. Mary Kay, this has been a lot of fun. It's just, it's obvious you are a person of deep faith who cares about others. And I think a lot of people are going to find this interview uh, very inspirational. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I do. I. Um, you can have a life beyond amazing. That's what I call my life. Because I stepped out on my faith and utilized my gift to press it forward for other people, not just for myself. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Visit artsentrepreneurshippodcast.com to learn more about our guest and how you can help support artists, the arts, and this podcast. Mm-hmm.